This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons preached by Rev. Adam Moline at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. You can find our website at goodshepherdlincoln.org, and the texts for our sermons each week follow the historic one-year lectionary. Let's listen in to today's sermon. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our text today is the Old Testament lesson and the gospel lesson, especially these words, Come, for everything is now ready. Thus far, our text. Dear Christians, did you hear the words of the Master in our gospel lesson? He spoke words of invitation. Come, for everything is now ready. How about the words of wisdom in the Old Testament? She says, Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come to me and eat the bread I have made. Come to me and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Master saying the same thing. He sends out his servants to invite in as many as he can. He invites all to come. The servants go and invite the neighbors, the friends, the acquaintances, all that they could think of. Come, everything is ready. Come, enjoy the feast. Come to the great banquet. You don't even have to bring a side dish along. When the word goes out, the response is dismal. The excuses begin. I just bought a field and I need to go plant it. Gee, thanks for the invite, but I just bought five yoke of oxen, and I need to see if they'll fit with my plow. Thanks for the invite, but I just got married, and well, I have to go do what married people do. Everyone has an excuse. And while the excuses anger the master, it does not stop him from filling up all the seats in the banquet hall. If those who he invited will not come in, he sends out his messengers to gather whoever they can find. He sends them to whoever will heed the invitation until the banquet is filled. He sends them to the poor, the blind, the crippled, the beggars, whoever they can find, and brings them in. He sends the invitation to the highways, to the hedges, 
to those who should, by all rights, be left outside the feast. He invites them. Come. Everything is now ready. Those who made their excuses do not enter the feast. Those who made their excuses are left outside where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. But those who heed the word of invite celebrate with joy at the banquet of the Master. Dear Christians, why does Jesus tell this parable to you? Because it's true. The banquet is ready. Heaven's gates are opened. Your sin has been forgiven by what Christ has done. All has been changed because of what God did through Jesus, through his cross, where he was nailed, where he died, where his blood was shed. Before Jesus, you had to die forever. But now, because of Jesus, death is but the gate to life, eternal life. Before, your end was sin, suffering, and death. But now, you are forgiven. Now, you have the promise of peace, comfort, and joy forever with your God. Come, the banquet is ready. Come, Christ has prepared a mansion for you. Come, wide open, stand the gates that are adorned with pearl. Come, this feast has been prepared for you, for all. For God desires all to be saved and come to the knowledge of his truth. Come in from the foolishness of the world. Turn in to the wisdom of God. Come to eat the bread and drink the wine he's prepared. God's call goes out through pastors and preachers to all the world. Go to church. Believe in God. Come to heaven. Be saved from sin. Paul goes out, and then come the excuses, right? I mean, we all know we should be in God's house each week. We all know we should be at Bible study, actually sitting in the chair and listening. We know that in our homes even, we should read our Bibles. We know that God has invited us. But that doesn't stop the excuses, does it?
even excuses from you. Even excuses from me. Well, yeah, church is really great, but it's camping season. And if I go to work during the week, I can only camp on the weekends. It's time for yard work. It's time to repaint the outside of the house. And the best time to do that, of course, is in the nice, cool mornings. You know, the same time that church is. Before that oppressive afternoon heat kicks in. I know God expects me to be in church, but... Wait! God expects me to sit through an hour of divine service and an hour of Bible study with naughty children? How am I supposed to get anything out of it if the kids are out of control? I have a work commitment that day. The kids have practice. It's our anniversary. We're going on a big trip. Who has time for church with all of that going on? The services are just too long. They're just too early in the morning. They're just too late in the evening, especially after school. The organ is too old-fashioned. It's not exciting enough. There's no entertainment value in what goes on. Things aren't being done exactly the way that I want them to. The church is moving in a direction that I just don't understand. Friends are coming over. It's summer vacation. The excuses go on and on and on. If the call is to leave the foolishness of the world and come into God's wisdom to receive God's gifts... What does it mean if we make an excuse? Where are we turning then? What other excuses can you apply to your own life? All the things I've said so far, people have said to me face to face. Truth be told, I myself have occasionally used some of those excuses. And the saddest part of making these excuses is this. You're not really excusing yourself from the pastor's presence. 
You're excusing yourself from being where God is. Where He is to deliver His gifts to you. You might tell your excuse to the ear of the pastor, but it's God who hears. What is it that God thinks about your excuses? What do you think God thinks about the reason you don't come here to the banquet he has prepared? It's ready, after all. The victory has been won. It's time for the everlasting celebration. Well, Pastor, we're here. Does it apply to us as well? You know the answer. You know the truth. We all are sinful. And so it is that the excuses are made to God. That doesn't change the readiness of the banquet. That doesn't change the fact that it will be filled, even if we don't see it with our own eyes. It doesn't change the fact that sin has been forgiven. Your sin has been forgiven. Your excuses have been made to look foolish by Christ, who raised from the dead who lives and reigns to all eternity, who loved you enough to rescue you from all of the ridiculous excuses, who rescued you by shedding his own blood, who rescued you and forgives you and sets you free from the foolishness of all the excuses you can think of. Sets you free to hear the words of wisdom, to come in, to eat, to drink, to hear, and thus grow in faith in God. He calls you, He calls you from wherever you are calls you to believe in him. And so in our parable for today, from the words of Jesus Christ himself, you are bidden by God to stop making excuses, to live as a Christian really lives, to repent of your sin. To stop living according to the temporary, meaningless life of vanities. To live as a Christian who will live forever. Not just here in a world full of distractions. But in the world that is promised. 
where you will see God face to face, where all will be made clear, where wisdom dwells. God bids you to remember that you are baptized currently at this very moment. You are a baptized child of God, a baptized Christian who both loves God and is loved by God. You are bidden by God to come to the heavenly banquet, to kneel and eat the body and blood of Christ for forgiveness, life, and salvation, to eat the food of heaven, even if it is hidden from your eyes. You're bidden by God to receive life and salvation. You're bidden by God to hear his word so that the Holy Spirit may strengthen the faith that is within you. He calls you. He gathers you. He brings you here to forgive your sins. To forgive even the sinful excuses you've made. He brings you here to remind you that you belong to God. You're invited. The call goes out. Come to the banquet, for everything is ready, prepared by our Lord. Turn in to wisdom and leave simpleness behind. Come and eat the bread and drink the wine that God has prepared. He wants you here. And in being here, you will be with him forever. Do not excuse away the gifts the Lord gives. For he is generous and all is ready for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. That concludes today's sermon from Pastor Adam Moline. For more information about the Lutheran faith, check out our church website, goodshepherdlincoln.org. The title of this podcast, With Intrepid Heart, comes from the conclusion to the Book of Concord, where it is written, This is our faith, doctrine, and confession, in which we also are willing, by God's grace, to appear with intrepid hearts before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of it. God's blessings on your day.